Welcome to the 109th Minute Podcast, your premier podcast for the local supporter group of San Diego Football Club. Uh, this week, we have some things to talk about, um, despite not having a an actual team yet or games to discuss. Uh, there is a lot going on in the world of Major League Soccer and uh, U.S. Soccer. I'm sure if you are watching or listening to this, then you know what I'm talking about with the Open Cup, and we're going to get into that. Also, some updates from Chromeball and um, maybe another update on memberships. So uh, let's bring on producer John and, and CEO of the locals, uh, John Cross. Uh, Mr. Chief Executive, how are you? <laughs> I, I am doing quite well. Thank you. So you said there's some uh, some news happening in U.S. soccer? Well, you know. I don't there's... know if I heard what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's this whole thing with uh, this tournament and eh, MLS doesn't want its teams to be in the tournament because they can't make any money off of it. Uh, it's just your, you know, I feel like this is just, this is just our lives from here on out because MLS is just such a freaking frustrating, uh, terrible, terrible league. Um, just, they just see dollar signs everywhere with this game. And uh, because we don't have the historic European, you know, football system in the U S they've been able to just monopolize the pro game. And uh, what we see with the growth of MLS over, especially the last five years, but even, you know, from where it was 10, 15 years ago, uh, they're really starting to to really feel themselves and really flex that that muscle uh, with U.S. soccer, and um, because we don't have that history and that infrastructure, our federation is completely just limp and uh, bent to the will of MLS. You know, the Open Cup, this historic tournament, we've talked about it a lot on the show. Um, this, you know, a, a tournament that has like neighborhood teams have won, you know, teams from like a factory or, or whatever, the plant, you know, the boys from the plant uh, put a team together and went and won the open cup back in whenever, right. Those kind of stories are what these cup competitions are about. They, they span leagues. Uh, I mean, the, the FA cup in England is probably the most well-known um, where teams from the entire pyramid compete. Uh, even like small clubs uh, will compete in the Open Cup. Uh, I know Chula Vista FC made a run several years ago. Um, I think the, there's a team up in Temecula that's going to be playing this year. And, you know, you have these Cinderella stories possible where a team can can have success in the Open Cup and find themselves playing against uh, an MLS team. And, you know, MLS doesn't control it. They don't own the Open Cup. So, you know, a few years ago, they, they, or I guess it was just last year, they start this League's Cup, which they do control, which involves teams from Liga Emekis, and they come up here to play the games. MLS controls that, and now they're saying, hey, our schedule is too full. 
how are we supposed to do the open cup? We've got leaks cup. Like you, you did it to yourself. Like you did this, you know, as a league that open cup exists, you know, that we do open cup every year. And yet you wanted to have your own little cup uh, that you control and that you, you know, can sell to, to Apple or whatever. And here we are. Um, no surprise. Just months after MLS tried to say, oh, we're only going to play our next pro teams in the Open Cup and leading to a revolt among like the U.S. soccer world. Uh, here they are again, and it looks like they're going to win. Um, did I hit everything, John? Um, yes, I, I think you hit most things. And of course, if anybody didn't know, I was being facetious about not knowing what was going on here. And I think, you know, for maybe people who aren't as tuned in, the the whole, you know, looking out for the players thing really is, if you've paid any attention to what's going on and what's been said, is, is a red herring. It has nothing to do with that because MLS absolutely could change their rules to accommodate more players. They could continue like most teams do anyway to pull up youth players in the early rounds of the MLS Cup. This is... If anybody's not paying super close attention, it is all about control and power and money, right? It is something they don't have control over. They, you know, and with Messi, they want every dollar that Messi could possibly generate to stay within the MLS ecosystem. And it's frustrating, certainly. As as a fan of soccer around the world and how it's played in most places in the world, this, this control, this seeking to absolutely control every aspect of soccer in the United States by these handful of owners. And really, I, I hate, I hate calling it MLS as an entity. We all know how the single entity structure works in the umbrella and teams aren't even really franchises. They're like corporate offices, but really it comes down to these owners and the board of governors. And I really think we need to call specifically the owners out more because there are awful lot of players, coaches, front office staff in teams across the country who don't like this, who would like to see MLS do something different. But this is, this is the owners. This is about the owners protecting their own investment, not protecting their own investment. That that's a poor way to phrase it because that sounds like they're doing. They're just trying to extract smart. the most profit. They're trying to extract the from most that profit that they can get out of it. It's like charging. And, how much are they charging for these jerseys? Like, it's just charging yeah. as much as you can, just because you can. It's like even San Diego FC charging forty eight dollars for a T shirt. The the new Poway T shirt. Well, that the Poway shirt is. <laughs> $45 limited edition, but it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and I mean, this is just what we have to look forward to playing in this league. And of course it's starting off with some bullshit like this open cup stuff. Um, right. it's, you know, it had to be, you know, it just had to be, you know, they cannot get out of their own way. Um, it's, it's really a shame. I saw, I saw a great tweet. Oh, just an incredible tweet. This guy, uh, paid blue check mark, of course, uh, responding to somebody's tweet complaining about 
the Open Cup in U.S. soccer. It was probably one of Alexi Lawless's reply guys now that I think about it. And the dude's like, I'm a huge, I'm a huge U.S. men's national team fan. Oh, I saw I'd never one. even yeah. heard of the Open Cup. <laughs> Big soccer fan, never heard of the Open Cup. Uh, I can't believe that MLS would participate in a competition with, with teams outside of their league. That is so strange in pro sports. I work in pro sport. Like, what a, I mean, just the perfect encapsulation of like ignorant uh, business bro. Uh, it's probably a rise and grind guy. I'm just guessing he has rise and grind energy. Um, and then, you know, just acting like it's just this outlandish thing for uh, MLS to compete with teams from other leagues when this is literally uh, what the game is everywhere else. And, and it's something that fans really, really enjoy. Um, you know, the cup, it doesn't mean a whole lot. Like, to a lot of the clubs, right? Like winning the FA cup for a club, you know, if you're not winning the, the premier league or playing in champions league, you know, the FA cup is kind of, you know, that's definitely the a next a tier down from where you want to be, but it's, it's still, you know, it's still a trophy. It's still a lot of fun. The games are still competitive. Um, and the players want to win. Uh, especially when you have these Cinderella stories like Sacramento Republic getting to the, the final a couple of years ago, or was it the semifinal? I can't remember how far they no, got. final, made it to the final. Just an incredible, incredible run. Um, but, you know, hey, I don't think MLS likes seeing uh, its competitor league competing uh, with MLS teams and making it to the finals of this tournament. And showing that, hey, maybe the USL game isn't so far off from the MLS game after all. Which it is. I mean, it is. For sure. Not to disparage third. USL, but um, you, I mean, you can just go watch. Whenever we went and saw Galaxy and Loyal play, like, it just, the eye test. Like, you can just see, okay, okay. I, that's I why the top third of the roster is certainly stronger. But I think even as you get down to the bottom end of the roster of, of say, a Galaxy or an LAFC, and then the top end of USL, I don't think there's too much difference between there. They certainly, MLS certainly has the, the DPs, and, and they can pay for some better talent than USL teams can. But again, as you go through to the bottom end of the rosters and look at the top end of the USL rosters, I don't think there's that much difference. I think there's some good coaching in the USL. Um, that helps as well. So there, there really isn't a drastic difference. There's a well, difference. That's, that's the thing about soccer, right? It's a very, of all of the sporting competitions, right? It's kind of the most, and I'm going to say this and it sounds really dumb, but it's in a way it is very egalitarian, right? Where now, of course your, your man cities and your real Madrid's like with the Galacticos and all that, like, I'm not talking about that. I'm just as a whole, the game itself, like the, the structure of the game, the way it's played, you know, it lends a lot of possibility there, right? Like where teams that, you know, shouldn't be there can get there by, by playing sharp and having good coaching and playing hard. Like it's not, 
impossible. You know, a bunch of schlubs aren't going to take the court um, against NBA, an NBA team and, and do anything, right? They're going to get obliterated. They'll be lucky if they score a, a single basket. They're going to get obliterated 150 to, to nothing. Um, but with soccer, it's a different game, and, and you can – you can compete, you know, the, the difference isn't as great. And, you know, I just, it's, I, I feel like, you know, we could just complain about this every week because <laughs> MLS just can't get out of their own way. And, and they, they take what, you know, they, they miss what makes the grain, the game great and all of the opportunities that they have to separate themselves from the rest of American pro sports. They could sell this, as something different than the NFL no fun league they can sell it as something different than MLB and the monopoly like they could sell it as an alternative and i think people would like that and they would buy into it but they and and there's also money in that <laughs> uh right let me tell you i don't think um now i will say that the european clubs did try to start a super league uh, in the guise of, of major league soccer, they would love to, they would love to do something like this over there and shut everybody else out. But, you know, that led to, that would lead, I mean, there would be blood in the streets literally if they actually did that. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a money and power and control thing. And the current, and I wouldn't even say all the owners in MLS, but especially the the original owners are certainly, they want to maximize profits and protect investments. And they don't, I would say, in my opinion, they don't care about the game the same way that the fans care about the game. But I think there's a lot of people within MLS that do. And I think there are some owners within M MLS that do. And I keep telling people whenever I have the chance that you know, some of this old guard in MLS, or we, we now are in what we consider MLS 2.0, like, they're not all going to be around much longer. I mean, some of these owners are in their 80s, right? And there's going to be change. We've already seen some changes and we've seen some pushing from teams, especially if you follow closely to what's happening in soccer with uh, some of the stories that are out there that you're not going to see on ESPN and other stuff, but if you you dig deep into some of the stories that are floating around, there are a lot of teams pushing for opening up and loosening the restrictions and kind of taking the training wheels off and moving away in some kind of fashion from the old single entity structure. So I think there's there's the potential for MLS 3.0 to look different. But this is also, I think, when we have these conversations, people ask, well, why did the locals pivot? You know, you get the people on the outside, like how, how could you possibly go to MLS? I think it's also, as part of the conversations I had with people, it's worth being a strong voice on the inside, advocating for change all the time with your local club, than it is shouting into the void from the outside. Exactly. And then happen there. You know, we, we saw that this week. I'm sure if you follow us on socials, uh, I think yesterday, uh, a statement from DSG, you know, calling on U.S. soccer and SDFC to advocate for and, and do the right thing when it comes to the Open Cup and to keep the competition 
uh, the way we like it and the way it is and the way that it's been yeah. uh, since uh, for more than a hundred years. Um, we don't have a lot of great soccer traditions in this country. Uh, this is kind of the only one that, and you know, disappointment in the world cup. Uh, those are like the two soccer teams folding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are the, those are the big three. So <laughs> only one of them is a positive that we'd like to, to keep that. Well, uh, I don't want to stay on and hammer this yeah. too much. It's really been, uh, you know, beaten to death. I think, uh, I don't know how much can be done to prevent it, but uh, it's just, it's disappointing. And, and here we are, you know, it, it's just going to, I think it's going to be like this over and over again with MLS. It's just going to be one thing after another. And we just have to get used to just fighting this league at every turn. Um, right. Yeah. And I would say rather than I, some people have said, we need to get used to the disappointment, but yes. But as you just said, I think we need to be ready to be proactive and we need to start having some of those discussions not just statements which i think have a place and a purpose but it can't end just there right it can't just be a voice of concern and then nothing else happens so um i'm sure you will hear some things coming up there's already talk in, in discord about getting a banner or something put together that we can take to the next chrome ball tour events so this might be a nice segue to get to mm -hmm. those uh, talk about those events, but to have for the next event and and advocate for the Open Cup and help educate people. And we're going to have to have serious conversations as a supporter group as we move forward, depending what the final results are for this year and for 2025, when we expect to be back in the stands of what our um, actionable plans are going to be, as opposed to just statements you know as we're moving forward so yeah um are, so those are discussions that are coming up you mentioned the the chrome ball tour uh it was in poway on saturday yes this is sdfc's uh you know 18 city tour you know of um right you're doing these soccer tournaments and bringing this uh well it's a chrome ball what can i say it's a big chrome ball with the names of a bunch of cities on it and you can go and look at it. Uh, I think you can touch it. Um, you, can, might you can smudge take pictures it, with it. some fingerprints on there, but uh, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, this, this big Chrome ball is going around and uh, you can take a picture with it and uh, smudge it up with your, uh, you know, with your pudding fingers. But um, tell me, John, how was Poway on Saturday? I did not go. Uh, it was good. Um, I would like to just give, you know, we, we've been harking on some complaints that we have of league choices, but I would like to say for SDFC, this Chrome Ball event and this tour and the things they're doing and creating these small-sided games and getting the community out in all these different cities has really been good to see. It It is at least the people that are part of this ground team are making a sincere effort to connect with the community. And these are, these are good things to see. And uh, it was a lot of fun there out at Poway. I was there with a, a few people, Steve Ball and um, Puma was out there as well, um, helping out. And Travis Peterson was there for a little bit. And we had a tent set up. Um, it's the first time I saw the Dago Boys, which is a new supporter group, uh, have a actual presence other than hearing about their name i was at our booth 
most of the time, so I didn't get a chance to go over and talk with anybody, but they had a huge banner that they put up. They probably have the largest banner there. Um, but we all had our different tents and we talked with people and had a lot of people come by our locals tent. And it was interesting to me. And I don't know, it could be the demographics of Poway. And I did not spend a lot of time in the tents in any of the other places. Um, but at this one, since I was in the tent for quite a bit, I got to talk with a lot of people. And nearly everyone who came by the tent was an SD Loyal supporter in some way. Season tickets, they'd been to quite a few games. They really enjoyed the team, connected strongly with that team. And frankly, came over because they, they recognized us and, and came over and talked. And I would say nearly everyone I spoke to was at this Chrome Ball Tour event just to kind of check it out. Kind of still on the fence about SDFC. Um, but I got the general feeling from most people as I was talking with them that they were happy to see us making the pivot because it felt like a connection for them. Like maybe they could go in and support this team and be a part of it. And I don't know if we picked up any new members directly. We didn't sign up anyone that I saw directly at the tent, but a few people took the join cards and or took a picture of them, just saved the website and we're gonna talk about it. And I did notice a few new members join in Discord this week. So maybe we've picked up a few members, but I think that's a that's a huge demographic that might work well for us as a supporter group compared to the other supporter groups because of that history. And then trying to carry over some of the same things to this new team. Yeah, I I, I think that, and this is being worked on and, and we can touch it a, a little bit, but until we have like a scarf and a shirt to offer folks, listen, man, I'm not joining a group unless I'm getting the shirt. Like I want the scarf, uh, you know, when you get the, when you have the scarf, a couple of people asked if they could pick up their scarves yet who had signed up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think there, that's going to be a big, interested in the merch. that will be a big driver of memberships. Um, and that is in the works um, just to update everyone. Uh, work is being done uh, behind the scenes. Um, they're not on order yet, but uh, I think vendors are being worked out. Uh, we've right. got some designs being finalized and this is coming. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, yeah. I think the goal is to have uh, our first run of shirts by the, the May 4th event in Chula Vista, I think is kind of the working goal. And uh, if, if that's not official, I'm saying it on the podcast and making it official uh, using the, the, the power that, uh, of the, uh, the, <laughs> the new council, uh, we can just decree things now with our new system. No, it, this is actually what we've been talking about and what's going to happen. So, um, very excited for that. Uh, I don't know if we're doing pre-orders yet, or if we're going to order some back stock, I think that's still a little bit up in the air, but, um, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Yeah. There's t-shirts, hoodies, the scarves that we talked about other kind of merch koozies i mean there's a whole bunch People of things going wild for koozies there i never are... i've never seen so much so much like energy and discussion <laughs> and excitement about a product uh like i've seen for these koozies now maybe i'm just missing the boat here you know you know i'm one of those snobs that 
opens my beer and pours it into a glass and lets the head form. And, you know, I'm, I'm that person. So I, you know, I don't have room for koozies in that, but you know, if I were, uh, you know, to, to do like the proletariat does and drink straight from the can, I can see where a koozie <laughs> could be, could come in handy. So, uh, I did get a lot of use out of my loyal koozie uh, now that I think about it. So, yeah, it would be good. Yeah, I, we, we do have a lot of merch, as you said. I believe May is, I think, where everybody really is kind of looking because we've got a um, couple more Chrome Ball Tour events coming up. I'm looking at the dates here. So we have two in March. We have March 2nd is Santee. So we don't have one coming up this weekend, but the weekend after. And then... I think two weeks after that is the one in Carlsbad. So I, um, I hate then, to interrupt you, John. The month of April is, but, is nothing. But the uh, proprietor of Merch Mansion herself is in the chat right now, ah, uh, Lydia, uh, confirming that she hears us and that this is doable and it's coming. Right. So that is confirmation Excellent. from the person in charge of this whole endeavor. So thank you so much, Lydia. Yeah, thank you very much because she has been on it and posting things in our Slack to get feedback, and uh, we are you know, take some time because one, we don't want to just run with one vendor because we can get a better price somewhere else. So she has been busy contacting vendors and getting different options set up so we can uh, make the best use of our money and time and get some good products and get those in everybody's hands very very soon. All right. So, you know, this is kind of uh, going to be uh, just a little bit of housekeeping here for the podcast. This is kind of going to be, I think, a lot of what this podcast is going to be for the next year with organizing and planning and talking about what we need to be doing, what we're going, what we are doing um, in the lead up to, to next year. Um, so uh, I, just wanted to put that disclaimer out there because this is not the last time you're going to hear us talk about vendors and shirt vendors and, and merch, because uh, I think that's a big part of what we need to do in the, in the buildup uh, at least uh, the public facing side of everything. Uh, the other thing that we're going to hit upon uh, quite a lot is memberships. Uh, please sign up, get your membership in, uh, you know, if you can just do the dollar membership, do it. Uh, I think John is working on some uh, youth memberships that's forthcoming. Um, if you can swing the full membership with the scarf, do that because everything that you do and the more people who do join, it just gives us the ability to do more for the members, right? So right. members want shirts. They want hat. We're talking about, oh my gosh, we talked about hats we talked about hats. I think we're going to get some really cool hats. Uh, I'm not going to say more than that because it's, it is up in the air, but uh, there will be some uh, hats coming as well. But in order to do all this stuff, you know, it does cost money. Uh, these vendors don't give it to us for free. And the money that is used to buy the stuff is from the membership dues. And uh, the more members we have, the more dues come in then the more stuff we can get stickers and, and koozies and everything like that so 
Um, I know we don't have a game to go to. We don't have games. We don't have all this stuff. Now, I think there's some stuff coming with wave matches and stuff. That I don't want to get into all that. That's down the road. So there will be opportunities to, to connect with everyone. But, uh, you know, just get ready because we're going to talk about it every week. Join. Sign your grandma up. Sign your sign your kids up. You know, get them their scarves. Well, hold hold off on the kids for a moment so we get well, the youth memberships. Yeah, it's coming. Out. <laughs> it's coming. Um. So any any update on on that youth membership now that uh, now that we brought it up? Uh, we have a solution, and I think we're happy with the solution. We're just working on some technicalities right here at the moment, and I believe very soon we'll be testing. Uh, with some people we know have kids who want to sign them up to make sure everything's working. And as soon as we have it all working correctly, then we will open that up. So great. I'm guessing it's going to be sometime in March because we want to make sure we have it all set up correctly and everything's working. So there'll be, like I said, some testing ahead of time. Um, but the other thing I'd like to mention besides signing up, and yes, please sign up. It helps us you know, do things. Um, but also, if there's any time that you're willing, even 20 minutes a week, to help us, because this is a volunteer-run organization, we have a whole bunch of jobs for people to do. I'd like to give a huge shout-out to Steve Ball, who has offered to do our weekly emails. Uh, so we'll be starting those up pretty soon. He's going to be in charge of putting that together and be part of our communications team. Um, little things, social media. Right now, our, our big push I would say besides merch is helping out with our communication teams, you know, whether it's on the podcast or website or socials or any of those things. So we can help get the word out to people and get a strong communications team set up. So then we can start also doing our events and get people together and start uh, tapping into those things as we hit April and May and June and July across the summer uh, and get all the, all the fun stuff that we typically do. Even though it won't be matches, there's going to be some some fun activities are in the works for everyone. But you know, many hands make light work. So if we have anybody out there willing to help out somewhere along the way, please reach out to any of your people in leadership or anyone you see in the locals. Come talk to us at the Chrome Ball event. Um, that's how I roped Steve into doing the emails. Um, yeah, or maybe you want to avoid the Chrome ball event. Otherwise, you're going to get roped into work. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, please, please help out because it, it really helps us be stronger as a group. And we want to lay a solid foundation this year so we can do all the things we really want to do once we get back in the stands in 2025. So... The Chrome Ball event, the next one, March 2nd in Santee. Uh, that'll right. be the next opportunity. Um, gosh, I hate to just keep doing this over and over again, but we are looking for volunteers to man those booths. So if you want to get out, come and sit or sit, sit down and, and talk with folks and be a little bit of a locals ambassador. Um, everybody is welcome, of course. Uh, come check out the Chrome Ball. Come smudge it up. Uh, come, come, hang out with the uh, the folks from Santee, uh, and uh, yeah, get the next opportunity to kind of get involved. Um, I think there's a couple more on the schedule. Uh, let me pull it up. Uh, so yeah, March second, the big big one. 
it's going to be May 4th in Chula Vista. That's going to be the real big one. So can we talk about what's going to happen or do we want to save it? Oh, you go ahead if you want to tease are, anything. I are we, are very, we allowed to talk about it? May 4th. I don't know if I'm supposed to know this, but apparently they're shutting down a whole city block for this thing. That's what I hear. So uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be third Avenue. I can't imagine it would be anywhere else, but um, yeah, that's, uh, Hey, that's my town. Maybe I'll, maybe yeah. I'll go. Although, you know, I had this thing with star Wars. Like I just, <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Li- listen, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you. I like star Wars too. Okay. I, I do. I like star Wars too. A normal amount. Like I like star Wars just like everyone else, but a normal amount. I like it a, nor- a normal amount, right? Like I'm not, not dressing as Darth Vader uh, with a, a soccer helmet instead of uh, my black, you know, I'm, I'm not cosplaying. I'm not, I'm not bringing my lightsaber. I own a lightsaber, but I'm not going to bring it. Okay. <laughs> See normal, normal amount. Um, you know, I did go down this rabbit hole several years ago. They sell these like uh, battle quality lightsabers, like right. machined yeah. hilts with the, uh, I mean, you can spend hundreds of bucks on like a battle ready lightsaber and i'm very glad i never bought one but um i did look into it like an 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 embarrassing depth like i really did but like i said normal amount of like for star wars so may the 4th i'm always very nervous about going out in public or doing anything that has like a cross-pollination with Star Wars, just because, like, a normal, normal amount. Anyway, I'll be there for the soccer. I'm just going to leave it at that. I would like to pull up that Puma did mention that Two Balls mentioned it last night. So uh, we are not breaking any news. No, well, we got scoops. No, we got scoops. See, that's why we should do this on Sunday night. And then... Uh, we will be the ones that break the we news. can scoop two balls. They yeah. can then on Monday mention, oh yeah, uh, the locals said it yesterday. <laughs> uh, but instead, no, we come on the day after. Um, I, I did also ahead, want to mention that, um, yeah, uh, you can certainly contact me on Discord. And yes, Discord is a great place to reach out to people. If you know the names of any of the other people on leadership, feel free to DM them or you can DM me at John Cross. So just the name as you see on the screen, that's that's what I am on Discord. So reach out to any of us. And I know um, Lydia has been in the chat. I don't know who else that is also on leadership. I'm trying to skim through the list. Looks like Lydia, at least, who's been on there. but. Um, any of us, you can reach out to any of us. Uh, if you have any questions, if you would like to volunteer for something, we will, we will put you to work and, and not a lot. Like we're not giving you hours and hours and hours of work and stuff to do. Just something simple that can help us out. So in other news, before we get out of here, the, uh, locals rocket league team played last night and won. I think they, was it Emerald city they were playing? Emerald city defiance. Yeah. was a, a sweep three to if two I remember correctly so uh it was three looks like three games three. to two so they play five game series so it went down to the last game well they 
Oh, yeah. I do have that in the notes, but I don't think that's what it was. I think it was a sweep. Mm. But anyway, they, they're standing right now is three wins and two losses. I think I, I mistyped that in our rundown. Yeah, disappointing loss last week. Um, I watched it. Uh, I think I jumped off the podcast in order to watch the stream last week, and it was rough. Uh, uh, my uh, my little superstar, my my kid who plays on the team, had an own goal, and uh, it wasn't the cause of the loss, but it uh, didn't help. And uh, I think it was in that final match. Uh, yeah, the team they played last week, uh, I think it was the Portland Timbers. And, um, you know, the first match they dominated them and they went out to a two game to nothing lead. And it looked like they were just going to steamroll the, the thing. And then uh, Timbers came and won three games in a row and took the series and uh, got the win. So uh, very uh, entertaining and uh, just like the world of soccer, you know, Rocket League is full of surprises. Uh, last thing I think the you wanted to mention was Gold Cup. Uh, what's going on with Gold Cup? Actually, before we get to the Gold Cup, quickly, um, Puma put in this, that the, our kickball team, and those of you who don't know, we do have a kickball team. In fact, I think we're having two for this coming up season. Uh, one this past Thursday, and Puma, I'm drafting you I'm, I'm putting you on blast right now that i'm drafting you to give me game reports on kickball so we can make sure we give updates on the podcast that, that's your new task so <laughs> you you've been drafted uh we do have a pub quiz team that usually goes tuesday nights but i don't know if this is one of the nights that they have matches yet or not um so on that note oh, oh and did check the rocket leagues and it was a sweep um last night it was three games to zero nice uh, all right and the gold cup i was just going to ask you uh, since we do have the gold cup and there's gold cup matches if if you're not aware uh, i believe tomorrow is the first of the group that's based in san diego at snapdragon i think is the first matches so brazil is is headlining that group um but i think they play the have it on here the 21st on the 24th where is it 21st 24th and 27th so brazil panama and colombia looks like are part of a group i forget what the fourth team is in that group there but um i would be surprised. Well, actually, I'm not surprised. I know it's not sold out. So if you're thinking of something to do and maybe don't mind being in the rain, if it's still going to be raining tomorrow, you might want to head out and check out some soccer at Snapdragon. You may be able to get some cheap last minute tickets there. All right. Well, before we get out, John, was there anything else that we needed to, to hit this week? Um, I don't think so. I think um, uh, that is that's our big news, like you said. That's a lot of merch talk and club <laughs> talk and Chromeball tour talk right now. We're going to try to mix it up for everyone and and make the show as fun as possible. We don't have players. We don't have a team. I think we're going to start getting players over the course of the year, and we'll talk about that when it yes. happens. Uh, right now, we're just laser focused on, uh, you know, not just building the SG. It's been built. Uh, but, you know, keeping it, uh, 
keeping it going, keeping it growing and uh, getting ready for this next season. So, you know, bear with us, check in with us every week. Um, we'll try to keep the shows short, shorter than they've been. Um, seeing as, you know, respect everyone's time. And, and uh, if we don't have games to, to chat about, then, you know, let's, let's hit the business and, and get out of here. So um, I guess right. we hit the business and now we're going to get on out. Uh, hit us up in discord. Um, you want to come out to Santee March 2nd. That'll be the next uh, public, public opportunity there. And uh, otherwise we will see everyone here next week. All right. Good night, everyone. Bye.